All right, so Alabama had an open practice today, and they got a wide receiver commitment because, you know, Nick Saban's known for developing wide receivers, right? You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, we were at the open practice today while I'm sitting here burning my tail up at uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. Literally, I'm on fire right now. Um, but you were pretty hot there, too. And uh, from the pictures, it looked like a lot of the players were pretty hot. So tell us, we got to know, did any of the quarterbacks stand out to you? Did any of them take the reins? Uh, boy, that it's a really difficult question to answer because, you know, this is a practice. It wasn't a scrimmage. You mostly saw uh, 25 different drills that the quarterbacks did. And I try to pay particular attention to the quarterbacks. There's so much going on. It really is information overload. You're trying to see everything on a practice field at once. There was some scrimmage work at the very end of the practice period. And, and uh, a couple things. Here, here's what's news to me. Uh, there was an order. Uh, that's that's big. It's big to me. There was an order uh, in, in terms of, okay, who was with the one group the most? That was clearly Jalen Milrow. Uh, and there's tells, right? I mean, when they come out of the locker room and they're 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 warming up before the practice starts, Milrow's taking snaps from Seth McLaughlin, and then Ty Simpson's taking snaps from Darian Dalcourt, and Tyler Buckner's taking snaps from James Brockermeyer. It's just one, two, three, four, five, exactly like you would expect. So really, Milrow was one, and Ty was two, and Buckner was three, uh, Lonergan was four, and Holstein was five. And as the practice went through the day, you could tell it's really the order. I mean, in terms of who got the most reps uh, with the first groups and second groups and third groups, it was kind of in that order. But uh, there were definitely times when Simpson and and and, and Lonergan even, and, and certainly Buckner, played with the first group, played with the first receivers. I mean, just normal practice situation. Uh, so first thing about the quarterbacks is there was an order. To me, the order was Milrow first, Simpson second, Buckner third, Lonergan fourth, Holstein fifth. Then there was just my own subjective opinion about who played best today. I would give a slight edge to Milrow. I, I've read a lot of, uh, of people that were there and their opinions and their post on the internet, Twitter and elsewhere. And I've read a lot. I think a lot of fans there felt Simpson played better. I didn't. I, I think Milrow was, was better today. Uh, I do think this, though, if I'm going to have like an opinion that's going to, you know, make some news or at least, you know, be, be sort of loud is I, I think there was real clear separation. There's Milrow and Simpson, and then there's sort of a, a, a wide uh, drop down to Buckner. I mean, that's, as a passer in particular, uh, I think there's Milrow and Simpson, and they're they're pretty good. And then it's like, well, then it's Buckner. Lonergan is is gonna be great. He's just a freshman. Lonergan down playing with the threes and the walk-ons, man, he's got good command of the offense. He throws a pretty ball at times. He's just not as physically advanced and as ready as the other guys. But man, I am super high on what Dylan Lonergan's gonna be down the road. Holstein's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Buckner's fine. 
there was nothing terrible about Buckner today. I just don't think he's a good as passer as Milrow and Simpson. Uh, in terms of who was better between Milrow and Simpson, I think it was Milrow, uh, but it's tight. Uh, both of them made great throws. Both of them made some poor throws. I think the turnovers were more tied today uh, and not as much Milrow in terms of, I mean, but it wasn't particularly bad. Uh, I, I just think Milrow is more consistent in terms of who's the best most of the time. It is Jayla Milrow. Some of that may be that he's just a year older. But overall, Luke, and we could have done the whole film on this, but overall, my opinion has not changed. My opinion since December has been that Ty Simpson would win this job and ultimately be Alabama's quarterback this season. What I saw today didn't change that. I, I think ultimately Ty Simpson will be Alabama's quarterback. I just think it's tighter than people know. And, hey, if we're betting money today on who's going to take those first snaps against Middle Tennessee State and we kicked off and it's Middle Tennessee State and it's the first guy, I, I'd bet money it's Jalen Milrow. And, 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 he would, and he's going to do fine. Uh, Simpson hasn't caught him yet. I think he will. It's kind of like watching a long race where, like, he's gaining, he's gaining, he's still gaining. But in my mind, he hasn't caught him yet. Uh, you know, is, uh, so many questions come to mind. First of all, sure. you're not the Fire only per- Was I? Fire away. You're not the only person. I mean, I, I followed along on Twitter again. I'm out here in Phoenix moving my son into his apartment at Arizona State. And um, so, I mean, I'm just having to follow along as best I can uh, on Twitter. And um, a lot of people made it out to be that Lonergan was the most impressive. Now, again, it's an open practice. You're not going to see a ton. But – a lot of people were, and I think the reason some people feel that way is because he had the most, the most ability to be able to wow somebody because the expectations weren't as high. That's probably what it is. Now, well, it, it, it's this too. It's just the nature of what's going on out there. For instance, I know exactly almost what you're talking about. There's a, a portion where they do a lot of seven on seven. The linemen are exhausted. It's late in the scrimmage. They're watering up. And on the field of seven on seven. To your left is Milrow and Simpson. They're with the ones and the twos, and they're throwing seven on seven against all the DBs that start and the ones you've heard of. And they've got to get rid of the ball in like three seconds. And it happens like real fast, but they're going against really good players. Lonergan is having more success, but I don't even know who those dudes are. Yeah. And I know everybody. I mean, yeah, Lonergan was having more success in terms of maybe completing passes and not being under duress. And then they did scrimmage work later. The third team pass rush looks nothing like the first team pass rush. And Lonergan is just sort of set up for success more in that type. And so that's where people are getting it from. I- I'm factoring in who you're going up against. And uh, Milrow and Simpson beat beat the good defenders and uh, Lonergan and, and, and Holstein wouldn't even get much of that opportunity. I did think Buckner was just not ready as a passer. But let me tell you one thing about Buckner. We did a lot of RPO stuff today, and that's what we worked on a lot in the practice periods. You could tell they're working on the RPO stuff. When Buckner keeps it, that dude is shot out of a cannon. He has about the best burst I've ever seen uh, of, of a quarterback in terms of like, Hey, he's keeping – his first three or four steps are 
awesome. Uh, as, as good or better than Milrow. Now, Milrow's going to beat him in the 40. But uh, I think Buckner might beat him in the five. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, okay, I can buy that. One other question uh, that popped in my mind, you were talking about the different quarterbacks paired with the different centers. So yep. do you think that whoever decides – okay, so you have three quarterbacks, three centers. Whoever starts at quarterback may affect who starts at center? No, okay. Uh, uh, the other way around. I mean, I think you want your starting quarterback to spend most of it. We all know now Seth McLaughlin's a starting center. That right. is not even a debate anymore. Uh, assuming good health, Seth will be the starting center. So the quarterback you want taking the most snaps from Seth needs to be the guy you think is going to be out there. That was Melrose. Now, that's not to say that the others don't get opportunities. And again, I, I know it's going to be confused because, see, I, I don't jump in. Or I, I'm not jumping on the Milrow is horrible bandwagon, therefore I love him. It's not that. I, I think Milrow's better than Simpson today. But I also think Simpson's going to pass him at some point. Before Middle Tennessee, before Texas, I, I don't know. I'm not ready to commit to that. I, I think ultimately Ty will be a better player. Um, it's just like if you sent, you know, who's, who's Caleb Williams at USC? Okay, let's send him to the Jets. Well, Aaron Rodgers is better than Caleb Williams today. (laughs) I think give it three years from now, I think Caleb might be a better player than Aaron three years from now because Rodgers is going to get older and decline and Caleb's going to get better and better and better. I mean, that's kind of the way I look at it. I I think Ty's going to catch Jalen. I just don't think he's caught him yet. And for those that disagree with me and want to throw things at me, uh, he was the one today, so be mad at Nick Saban, too. I mean, Jalen Milrow's still with the ones, but we're in practice number three, and there's, uh, I think, roughly 27 practices before we play Middle Tennessee. Jimmy, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Sounds like Nick Saban needs to use LinkedIn Jobs for his quarterback. All you got to do is LinkedIn Jobs, then add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. And really, there are no competitors when it comes to LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to and helps you find them faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College. That's LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College to post your job for free. Terms and conditions might, uh, they probably will, almost assuredly will apply. Jimmy, as the week goes on, we're going to be talking a lot more practice stuff um, so good to have football back. Oh, God, I enjoyed the Hall of Fame game, and that was just a big flaming bag of garbage for the most part. But, I mean, I just love seeing it. So, um, okay, I wanted to throw out one other thing about quarterback because I said this on a podcast a week or so ago that, you know, I talked to somebody that, that has some connections, and they were like, hey, Luke, I, my understanding is it's not going to be Milrow just because, you know, they, they're just worried to death about the – the negatives can outweigh the positives. You know, like a bad throw can supersede a really good throw. You know, if no you 
as as we have said on this podcast, Jalen Milrow notoriously has the best throws in practice and the worst throws in practice. And a worse, a bad throw is probably worth about three good throws. So um, that's that's the problem. Uh, but now it sounds like I'm, I'm back to Jalen Milrow again. I mean, I, I don't even know where to go with this thing. So we need to right. just let it, let it play out. So I, I'm just I'm, I'm, well, I'm just saying I, I'm where I've always been. I think Todd Simpson will be the 2023 start quarterback at Alabama, and I think Jalen Milrow will start the Middle Tennessee game. Uh, that was my opinion when I woke up today. I just saw practice. Still my opinion. Uh, Jalen is going to start the Middle Tennessee game, and I think Ty will catch him and pass him up. And I think Jalen is a heck of a lot better than his critics and cynics insist so loudly in the social medias. Uh, Jalen's a pretty good player. I think he's pretty good today. Uh, Ty is going to be really good. I, I'm high on all of them. I mean, I'm here telling I, – I think all of them are pretty good. Even Butler, a uh, good player, definitely a good athlete. You know, Butler's really quick to go to the checkdowns. But you know, you know who Butler reminded me of a little bit today? And I mean it sort of as a compliment. He reminded me of this ultra-athletic Greg McElroy. He's, he's a lot like Greg out there, but super athletic, like Greg could never dream of. But I noticed that Buckner, once he played against the pass rush, man, uh, he went to that check down quick, like Greg used to do. He used to call, uh, by the way, it was kind of a, a nickname back in the day. He used to call Greg Check Down Charlie. I mean, because he, he, he got to that check down quick. But you know what? For as much as we'd like mock it and go, what are you doing? We won the national championship because Greg was cautious. It helped us win the whole thing and be champions forever. And, and Tyler Buckner can be that kind of player. Plus, dude runs like a deer. I mean, he was his athleticism blew me away any more than Milrose. All right. I mean, like, wow. All right. So we're gonna stop on quarterbacks for a second because I got to ask you about other people. Sure. I'm, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to put three out there, and this is what I want you to talk about. The offensive line lineup, because mm-hmm. my understanding was Caden Proctor got a lot of run today. Number yeah. two, any other freshmen that stood out, and wide receivers. I want to know about wide receivers uh, because I heard specifically Isaiah Bond did well. And while you're talking, I'm simultaneously mm-hmm. going on the screen the commitment for K.J. Bolden, uh, who won't go to Alabama, but he did just take a call while somebody else on the microphone talking about him. And he took a phone call, like, in the middle of this thing. This is crazy. So I will, we will announce who K.J. Bolden goes to in this podcast, even though it won't be breaking news. But, Jimmy, go ahead with what I just talked about. Yeah, before I know it, I'm guessing Florida State on K.J. Bolden. But, um, okay, yeah, it's about offensive line. The, the starters, the clear ones going into today were exactly what we saw at A-Day. Pritchett at left tackle. Uh, I say exactly what we saw at A-Day, not true. Pritchett at left tackle, T.J. Ferguson at left guard, just like we saw on day one at practice in the photos, Seth at center, Tyler Booker at right guard, and, of course, J.C. Latham at right tackle. Uh, Changes were this. Pritchett got sort of banged up, even had to go to the locker room. It's crazy hot. I think it was probably heat-related. Caden Proctor played a ton with the ones. How much of it was Proctor just playing with the ones, and how much of it was the fact that Pritchett was sort of woozy from the heat? I'm not sure. But Proctor got a ton of time with the ones. Ferguson was primarily the one at left guard, but there were times that Dalcourt was. So I would say Ferguson and Dalcourt sort of shared left guard. Pritchett and Proctor sort of shared left tackle. Most of the time, Pritchett at left tackle, Ferguson at left guard. As far as uh, the wide receivers, uh, what surprised me just slightly, and it wasn't a big surprise, 
But uh, in terms of the first three, like the first three guys that were out there with the ones, getting the most reps with the ones, of course, Burton, Brooks, and Bond. Isaiah Bond looked spectacular. I bragged about him uh, in a post on, on BOL on, on the round table. Isaiah Bond looks like a different player to me. It's not just the fact he was catching balls and making a play and looking so sharp. Uh, there's a bounce to him. There's a confidence to him. He looks like one of those hey, I'm not a freshman anymore, guys. Uh, Isaiah Bond looked really sharp. Uh, Kendrick Law, also impressive, played a ton. Malik Benson was out there. I would, I would say he's with the twos. I would say Benson, Prentice, and Kendrick Law, and, and Emmanuel Henderson, sort of all in, in that very next group. But they, they got a ton of time with the ones. It was, it was almost like there was eight guys that were with the first team in, in some respects, but Bond, very impressive today. Burton and Brooks have not lost their standing. They're, they're veterans and, and still with the ones, but I was really knocked out by Isaiah Bond and Kendrick Law today. He made a great catch, by the way. Law's given all this credit for being the super physical, great blocker. There was a ball thrown today that was like behind him, and somehow he caught it, and I was like, wow, Law's got hands too. Uh, that was really impressive. Freshman that stood out, of course, Caleb Downs was a first-team player all day. Keon Keeley looks like a million bucks in his uniform. He would be up there. Caden Proctor is like our biggest offensive lineman. Miles McVay, physically impressive, did not practice at all. He was on the bike. Looked like he had a pretty, uh, I wouldn't call it a serious knee injury because we have that hasn't been reported. And he was out there and active, but he didn't practice at all. He spent the whole time on the bike. Uh, with, with ice on his knee. So he, he's got something he's going to have to sit through for a while. Uh, Justice Haynes looked good. All the backs, a lot of burst. Uh, I would say Jace, Roy Dell, and, and Justice Haynes all look sort of interchangeable to me. One other guy I want to point out that was like, wow, Omari Knobloch. He has turned a corner too. Much like Isaiah Bond, he's not a freshman anymore. Knobloch was a big part of things. Played with the first team pretty much exclusively. Looks physically just a different player, especially in his lower body. Now Black is a thing now. I mean, he, he's going to be a big part of things. So a lot to be excited about, but at the same time, it's a practice. That's not even a scrimmage. They're going to scrimmage next Saturday, the 12th, and then the last scrimmage on the 19th. I think those scrimmages will determine the quarterback pecking order going into Middle Tennessee. I guess today the news for me, Luke, is, is it? I think Milrose sort of went into day number one, leaves today, still number one, but not settled. It's not settled. And Ty Simpson, I, I think he's gaining, but the gains are inch by inch, not 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 you know not mile by mile. Uh, if we had to play a game tomorrow, I just know for myself, based on the quarterbacks I saw out there, we have to play and win a game tomorrow. Uh, Jimmy's starting Jalen Milrow, and I know that uh, a lot of y'all don't agree with that, but uh, I think uh, I think Nick Saban agrees with me, so we'll see. We have still a long way to go, by the way. I mean, three practices in, long way to go. Speaking of long way to go, KJ, literally every family member, administrator, uh, cafeteria mm -hmm. worker at Buford High School has come up to make some kind of announcement about KJ Bolden while you have done – uh, your your due diligence on the uh, on the scrimmage from this thing, my God, would you please just announce? I don't even care where you go anymore. Just announce for the love of God, uh, Jimmy. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about our newest commitment in Amari Jefferson, and we're back. 
Uh, Jimmy, Alabama got a commitment from Amari Jefferson. I thought uh, this tweet was interesting right here from Brett Greenberg said, uh, newest Bama commit Amari Jefferson on the deciding factor. Well, <laughs> really just Nick Saban and the way he develops wide receivers. That's fired. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool. And, uh, you know, Amari Jefferson seen here about to score a touchdown. Um, great player. I'm super excited about him. And he's going to play some baseball. I, I'm muted there. That's so funny. When, when I had a fan, by the way, thanks for the uh, fans of Locked on Bama that uh, came up and talked to me today at the scrimmage. Uh, uh, several of you came up and introduced yourselves, and thanks for listening to the show. And funny thing is I just muted myself there for about four seconds because uh, I was coughing. But anyway, Amari, very excited about him. Of all the kids committed to us, Luke, there's 15 now that are committed to Alabama in this group. I think Amari might be underrated, even at 100. And we're at, on three, we're ranking him way higher than the other services because we got the best people of business and we're better than the other services, to be honest. But we're way ahead. All the other services are going to catch up with us and rank Amari high. You watch. But I'm not sure we still have Amari ranked high enough. And, and I know that people are saying, what a homer, what a homer. Let me tell you, I, I'd be panicked if this dude was committed to one of our rivals or if he had chosen Tennessee over us. Uh, I love him. Uh, man, he is. What more do you want in a receiver, Luke, than big, fast, with excellent ball skills? And, I mean, that's just where I'd start with this guy. Big, fast, excellent ball skills. And I'm asked all the time for comps. I work on the comps harder than most. I go back. I even watch high school tape. I take this seriously. When I'm coming up with a comp, I spend about 30 minutes on it. I go back and watch high school film. I look at the size of the player and the speed of the player at the time they were committing to Alabama. And let me tell you, I did all that work, and this was my comp for Amari Jefferson, Amari Cooper. I mean, that, that's the guy that he's most similar to that's been a part of the Saban era. Is, is Cooper, I mean, Jefferson's 6'1", 190. Cooper was 6'1", 185. Amari's ranked 100. Amari Cooper was ranked 55. They both have excellent ball skills, same size. They both run 4440s that are verified. Uh, they're just real similar guys. And we saw what Amari Cooper did at Alabama. Now, one thing about Jefferson, good and bad, is he plays baseball, which is a heck of a gift for Rob Vaughn, the new baseball coach, that Amari Jefferson falls in his lap. Uh, that's awesome. And I'm excited for Alabama baseball. But you also can't help but wonder, not every kid's Deion Sanders, not every kid's Bo Jackson. Does uh, playing baseball sort of cost Amari a little bit when it comes to football? I mean, it's cost him in the rankings. I, I know a lot of people don't understand how the rankings work and how the ranking system works and exposure that it takes to get ranked high. Well, while all these wide receivers are going to these camps and combines and workouts and getting their 40s, not playing football 365 days a year, Amari half the year is playing baseball. So that's why he's a little underranked. But here's who doesn't underrank him. Alabama and Georgia, they're only the – look at who's recruiting these guys, right? I mean, Alabama and Georgia are the two best programs in all of college football. Who wanted Amari Jefferson? Alabama and Georgia. So why would anybody care where he's ranked? Uh, K.J. Bolden did just commit to Florida State, and uh, pretty interesting. I, you know, my first reaction is whew, it's not Auburn, not Georgia. But we have to play Florida State in two years. <laughs> Isn't that right? In two years? Yeah, what? Uh, I'm not sure how those schedules are going to work out. And God knows. College That's true too. I, feel like, I feel like college football was in a box and, and the box was dumped over and all the pieces are on the floor. 
and we're just sort of picking it up like what goes back in what box <laughs> that's kind of like so who knows who's going to play i don't even know that we'll play wisconsin next year that's how much change has happened luke uh, I, I guess that's worth it don't, do that. don't, don't cancel that game listen it's it's a tough game i mean luke fickle's there now they will be a tough game i i want to go there and look <clears throat> We, Jimmy, we're going to, have to do a whole podcast on all this realignment. I know that we're locked on Bama, but this the realignment stuff has affected all of us, including Alabama. And here's what's really interesting to me, as I was talking to somebody about it earlier, uh, that, okay, so it looks like Cal and Stanford and Washington State and Oregon State, they're, they're in the Pac-4 now, and they no telling what will happen with them, but it won't be good. Uh, they may end up in the Mountain West, maybe Cal and and – uh, Stanford can get in the Big 12 or get in the, the Big 10, maybe. I, I don't know. I doubt it. But maybe they can't. Um, but so if they're out of the, the big picture, right, which, again, I won't miss them terribly because they don't bring a ton of value to the sport. I did want to go to Palo Alto to see a game, and now uh, whatever. But, okay, so if those are were the small fish, now you've offed the small fish. Now there's some new small fish. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, if I were Vandy, if I were Northwestern, if I were, you know, any of some of these schools, maybe in the Big 12, I'd be, you know, soiling my pantaloons right now. I mean, because right. you go from being in pretty good shape to being seriously low man on the totem pole now. Now not screwing around low man on the totem pole because really Vandy, football-wise, they aren't any more viable. They're, they're less viable options than Stanford. Right. The only reason they're attractive is because they're in the SEC. And they're not, they ain't leaving. The SEC ain't leaving. So you can't cut them. I mean, you would, you would, we'd have to pay them a billion dollars in a, in a SEC contract. You know, I mean, that's never going to happen. I mean, what, to me, what's, what's happened here. And it's kind of uh, uh, funny, I guess, in, in this one respect, the, the PAC 12, it just means four. <laughs> that is that a Jimmy Stein original? Oh, not a Jimmy Stein original. Oh, oh, somebody else. Rip off artist. I know, I know, I know. Anybody else? Um, stealing my comment. Yeah, I can't remember who said it, but it was it was uh, an out, out there thing. I could have claimed that. I probably should have. But it wasn't like I got that from Chris Rock from a Santa fact. I mean, it was a, it was a vague reference, but it just means four. That's pretty good. Now. You know, just one last thing on Amari Jefferson, because, you know, all of our receivers, um, for the most part, have turned out pretty well. I'm just hoping Amari Jefferson turns out to make a play like this one day. Looking for Brooks in the corner. Got it. Touchdown, Alabama. It like, it's like, the, you know what that's like? Receivers. Some receivers, I thought, how about Manuel Henderson had a great catch today. And uh, uh oh, walk on <laughs> that two walk. See, oh, I mean, this is what happens. Like you look to your left, and there's like Simpson and Milrow throwing to the big time dudes. Then you look to your right, and it's it's Lonergan and Holstein. They're throwing, no, and then then there's this throw, and then there's this guy that makes this diving laid out hands catch or be ESPN top ten. The guy gets up, and 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 my wife's like, uh, wow, who's that? And I'm like, I don't know, because that's just one of the walk offs. Well, because actually, I looked hey. it up. Actually, Sam Willoughby. You don't have time to go on a rant because we're about to get out of here. Malik Benson, did he do anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he, he was 
I would just say if people want to slight in terms of like how my head works, I had Benson ahead of Bond at this point. That wasn't true. Bond's ahead of Benson. Okay. Bond's ahead of Benson in the pecking order right now. That surprised me a little, but Benson is right there. I would say the receivers are Brooks and Burton, then Bond and Law, and then Benson and Prentice and Emmanuel Henderson. She has Preston, bigger part of things today than I would imagine, too. Oh, and, and I haven't even mentioned their names. A big shock to me was how involved the two Juco, the, not Juco's, the two transfer portal DBs were. Trey Amos and Jalen Key were with the ones and twos a ton. Like, they didn't leave them. And Malachi spent more of his time playing star than safety. Malachi was a star more than he was safety. The typical lineup today, Luke, was Malachi Moore at star and Caleb Downs and Devontae Smith at safety because Christian Story got banged up a little bit. He's got a sleeve on his left leg, spent some time on an exercise bike. So I think that might have been injury-related with Christian Story. But the, the first team defensive backs today, Kool-Aid and Arnold at the corners, Malachi at star, Caleb Downs, and uh, and Devontae Smith at safety. But Trey Amos and Jalen Key, they shadowed those guys. They they were there in the mix for sure. Also saw Coach Saban just ripping into Tony Mitchell. That's a great thing to see, though, because he cares, right? Well, <laughs> Tony Mitchell's got to catch up. He's way behind the others. He wasn't here this spring, just got here this summer. And, you know, so he doesn't exactly know it all, and, and he's getting coached up. Saban really coached him up today. But that's actually good to see. That's like, wow, Saban must really like Tony Mitchell. He's going to spend that much time yelling at him. All right, that's going to do it for today's pod. We'll be back tomorrow with more. Until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.